Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and Ryan Herrera after the Cubs lose <laughs> to the Atlanta Braves. The defending world champs beat the Cubs in the first of three in Atlanta. Three to one, the final. Uh, well, this is the beginning of a tough stretch. The first of 11 games against what should be really good teams by the end of the season. If you include the White Sox, who are struggling right now, the Braves haven't been great. And uh, this was another one of those games where you could say, well, woulda, coulda, shoulda. There were some opportunities, but when you get four hits, you're not going to win too many games. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start, Luke. <laughs> um, I would say. Uh, I always try to bring up the most annoying thing or something to nitpick or whatever. I I guess tonight, if you want me to spin zone it already for you, is it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Like, Stroman gave us a great <laughs> outing, his best outing as a Cub. The bullpen was solid. Like, nails, actually. Ethan Roberts fucks. Um, but we had no offense tonight except for Ian Happ hitting a homer. We had some chances of bad base running. Ian Happ hits a homer, but he also gets thrown out between second and third on that, that comebacker to Freed. Yeah. Hermosillo on that fly ball from Suzuki. I don't know if he was trying to steal on that pitch or not, but why he was past second base, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, I, I'm pretty numb on this one. Like, I don't really have a... I'm not, like, pissed off or anything. I'm just kind of, like, whatever. Like, it could have been worse. It's I too like, early. It's too early in the season for whatever, Cody. I, yeah. We got to save that for August. But no. they have lost <laughs> six of seven, and that is not a good stretch. No, right. well, I like I like how, you know, Cody's like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Like, that's – I think when you look at the Cubs, that's just kind of how they've been. Like, they're not – they haven't been atrocious. And they probably aren't an atrocious team, but they're also not going to be, like, a contender. Like, you'll get – you're good. You'll get your bad, but like it's not like I, I don't know how many games have we have we watched this year where it's like we looked at it and it was like this is a really really good team or this is a really really bad team. It's kind of really been towards the middle, towards the average, towards average, which is like kind of what we Sat expected. Saturday was their good game. Yeah, it was a really good yeah. game. And yeah, that was it though. Yeah, but today felt more like, and you know, we think that the Cubs are going to succeed this year. A lot of things need to go well for them, and today was just one of those days where a lot of things didn't and just. They, they I, did a couple things well, but just didn't add on I, and pile on I on did that. think that they hit Freed pretty well for as good as Freed is. He only had four strikeouts. They just – like, how many times am I going to have to say, well, the balls just didn't land where the grass was? Like, I I feel like I, I have a reason to say that after every game, but I guess that's what happens when you, you don't have a team that can really go out there and hit a homer any time. But, I mean – that, I felt like there were a lot of hard-hit balls. I mean, the Braves had a lot of hard-hit balls, too, right? that went right in the gloves. So, I guess it kind of evened out. But, I mean, they just took advantage of the chances they had more than the Cubs. Yeah. And the Cubs really never had a – there was maybe one or two innings in there. I felt like they had a chance to score some runs. But, you know, they just they just never really got anything going. And uh, it's frustrating because, you know, you had the off day and – you come, you, you start the beginning of a road trip, and yeah, you had a disappointing series against Pittsburgh. So you're trying to show some resiliency here and try to bounce back. And 
You only give up three. Your pitching staff only gives up three runs, but you can only score one, and it's off a solo homer from Ian Happ. Like, I don't know, man. It's just very discouraging. Yeah, and then, like, you mentioned just there's a couple opportunities, like that second inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Contreras leads off with the double down the line. You know, hustle yep. double. Oh, yeah. Hustle yeah. double looked like it would be the start of something. And then uh, Frank Schwindel strikes out swinging. Jan Gomes grounds out 4-3. And then Nick Magical grounds out 5-3. So it's just – it was like you put a guy in scoring position right off the bat, no outs. And uh, Jan managed to move Contreras over to third on a ground out. But at that point, it's two outs. And any other contact is I – mean, obviously, Nick, Nick Magical, if he's already at third when, Nick, when, when Jan Gomes gets that ground out – if Frank Schwindel can move him over with no outs or with on one out, whatever, um, that's a run. But it's just they there was a couple times where they did something. Like even after Habs home run, Nico uh, Nico Horner singles, but then they just right. didn't you know add on. So well, and then Matz uh, against Matzik, they had Horner and Suzuki both take one deep, almost to the wall, and yeah. you thought you know on another maybe it's a hot night and those would go out somewhere. But that's. I mean that you can't count on that too often, you know. And right, um, that's you know Jack saying exactly what we are in the chat. That's why you games like this is why you got to beat the Pirates because right. you're going to have nights where you don't get more than four hits against the Braves. He's and, absolutely correct. Yeah. And Nick, Nick, of course, is doing what everybody else is doing as a Cubs fan. You, you if you're going through the game and watching Twitter and you see Rizzo hit two homers, <laughs> you know. You got to stop it, though. Just don't do it to yourself. Just let it go. The era is over. It's a new era coming, and it's going to be a rocky ride getting there. Right. Yeah, he'll be leader in home runs, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, seven home runs on the season now, right, for Rizzo? Yep. The best month of April he's ever had in his career. (laughs) He's always terrible. You pointed out. He Mm -hmm. always had rough Aprils for the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. And good for him. I mean, I I have nothing against it, and I don't want to go back and talk about all the bullshit, but, like, it is what it is, man. Like, are the the Cubs are undoubtedly going to regret whatever that comes from, whether it's him, Baez, or Bryant, one of these days. But they they chose a direction of trying to build, build rebuild a new a new uh, next great Cubs team, as they like to call it. Um, and they're in the process of trying to find what we got now that can go with what's on the farm right now. So I also wonder. I haven't, I haven't I haven't looked deep, but I also wonder how many of Rizzo's homers have been helped by that uh, short right field porch at Yankee yeah. Stadium. Like, oh, for sure, it's a good ballpark for him. Yeah, it's a good ball, yeah. great ballpark for him. I can I I can understand why he decided to go back to New York to play his home games eighty-one times a year. Uh, right. Ian Happ, we're talking. We're trying to find positives, trying to find some sort of silver lining in the game where he had. Four hits. Well, one was the home run from Happ, and he's now got seven hits from the right side this year. Okay, yeah. that's that's good. Yeah, including his first home run from the right side this year. Um, so was that seven? We say seven for eighteen. Um, yeah, the right side, which again, you know, historically has been a lot better from the left side than the right side. But he's showing that he is able. He, he's carrying on because he hasn't. Or he's consistently hit well from the right side this year. It's not like he. Like, it's not like this is the first time he hit the home run and went one for three. Like, this is a couple games now of him hitting from the right side, and you see him not even just hitting home runs or, or getting base knocks or whatever, but just having good at-bats from the right side, putting the ball in play. You know, Ross talked about it last week of him, like, going, you know, taking the ball to the opposite side of the field from the right side, from, you know, from the right side of the plate and taking it to right field, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Ian Happ is showing a lot better play discipline, a lot better of an approach from the right side of the plate. And, you know, we always talk about switch hitters, and sometimes I wonder why some, you know, guys switch it in the first place. Right. Like, why, why, how, like why you come up and switch it when you could be a lefty and be really, really good, whatever. 
But Ian Happ is showing that right now. He's he's showing that ability to hit from both sides of the plate well enough that, you know, he hits a homer today and and, and he's hitting whatever seven divided by eighteen is. I don't have the, I don't have the quick math in my head. But yeah, he's seven for eighteen on the year from the right side. And he would, you know, he'd be the first one to tell you he'd like the base running thing back. But that's just another, you know, we there's multiple examples in this game whether it was the Hermosillo play in center, the half base running we've talked about. There are like multiple sm- errors mental errors in the game and this is not a roster that can afford that if they want to win close games or most games really and certainly not even though they've been struggling certainly not against a team as talented as the Atlanta Braves on the road you're just not gonna you're not gonna win that game very often if you make that many mental mistakes against the Braves yeah plain and simple yeah it was a brutal night for me running the Cubs, the CHGO Cubs Twitter account, as I was just spending a large part of it defending and not even, not necessarily, well, I guess I was defending Michael Hermosillo, but I, all I was trying to say is that the guy deserves some consistent playing time so we can really find out if he can be part of the future. And I'm not saying being part of the future to be your everyday center fielder. We all know that's not it, but the you know, he could just be the fourth outfielder or something like that. He's right. only 27. And that yeah, didn't go well with his, uh, his fielding error. We're unable to, to get that, the, the ball off the bounce uh, that allowed Atlanta to get that third run. Hit a really nice catch after that to kind of redeem really nice himself. Catch. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, probably the highlight of the game for the Cubs outside of the half homer. Yeah, but no, then he great. had the bad butt base running like the next <laughs> inning. So it was just like... <laughs> You, t- you taketh, you giveth. I don't know, man. I-, I still think he deserves just a little bit more consistent playing time so we can find out if he's part of the next, if he's part of the future or not. Not so, I, People think that I'm, I'm on the online saying that he's going to be the next great thing. And it's like, no, I just think that I'd rather see that than 30, almost 31-year-old Rafael Ortega and Jason Hayward. So, Sorry. Yeah, and then that, and that's the part when you you have your platoon and you have your lefties going against righties and your righties going against, going against lefties when it's just like in Major League Baseball there's way more right right-handed pitchers than there are lefties so it doesn't always it doesn't balance out how you'd want it to. Um but yeah, I mean Her, I mean Hermosillo he, I don't even know what to say cuz like that that airs like I I could see that he got crossed up on there and like that was a weird a weird placement of the ball, and it's like he probably would not have caught it if he dove. Just got to block it. Yeah, if you're not going to dive, you have to be. You have to stop that ball. Um, and it's easier said than done. I'm not a major league center fielder, but you have to be able to stop that ball. And what, I mean, was it 0 for 4 today? Or 0 for 2? Got two hit by pitches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he like you said, it, it, maybe it, it stems from especially we were talking about. He got his first hit on Saturday. No, Friday. Yeah, uh, and maybe that stems from the fact that he just doesn't like. It's it's not like everyday playing. It's like he gets a a good a day starting in center field, and then he pinch hits the next They've three games. Literally like they, yeah. only used him yeah. against left-handed pitching, yeah. and that's it. And while that that is fine if you have a really good team that's ready to go and win the World Series or whatever. Like I get that, but that's not the position yeah. the Cubs are in. We've. I'm the only one sitting here who was dumb enough to think this team could win 87 games. Okay? Like, so... Clip that off. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all I'm saying is, if 
if we're going to enter reality here and this team is 81 wins at best, like Luke believes, then And that was optimistic for me. Let's, yeah, let's, let's see some of the young guys. I'm like, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, that's all I want to see out of him. Like, and yeah, he had the air and all that, but like, when was the last time he played in Atlanta? When, when was the last time he played, a, like, just started a game outside of Friday? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like baseball players talk about all the time when they get consistent playing time, they get into their routine. And routine is not just for pitchers. It's for other players, too. They, yeah. they do their, their work before a game every day when they know they're in the lineup, when they already know going into the day they're probably going to be in the lineup. There's, there's something about that that helps them get ready for a game and be prepared and all of that. And that's why, to me, if, if he could just get some consistency in his playing time, we might see what he actually is. Yeah. You're right. So, You're right. It is, and we've said it many times, it is an exploratory developmental season. And if that develops into a playoff berth somehow or being in a pennant race somehow, wild card chase somehow, then that's, that's a positive. But really it's about finding out what you have and developing your young players that you want to see be a piece of the future. Right. And so that's why you do have to see some of those guys play a little bit more. Now, we were looking for a positive going into this from Marcus Stroman because he, frankly, hasn't been very good this season. And we we gave him the pass on the cold weather. We've said, you know, it's early in the season. He was better in this game. You know, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Cody's jinx, he would probably yeah. would have had a good game. Cody's jinx. Oh, oh here, here we go. go. So, God, so it's been a bad night. For yeah, me. we <laughs> were sitting there. What was it like one or one one out in the fifth? I think. Yeah. And we're talking about how Strowman looked good today. Like he was he was looking fine. Was kind of going through. I think it was one one at that point. And then Cody had typed out a tweet. He's like, I have this. I have this tweet yeah. ready to send. He says. He says. Uh, it's a bad night for was it a bad night for the Marcus Stroman was a bad signing group something like that. He says that the next pitch is and that I op- said I said you should hold on that just for a little bit. <laughs> next pitch was that opposite field home run that ultimately <laughs> won the game, and me and Luke just look at each other and we start dying laughing at Cody. He's just like and, I give up. To be fair, I Cody, up. I will say this: that home run was not the difference in the game. They only scored one run. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they only that, scored one run. That home run it was a difference in the game as far as that made yeah. it a two-one game. Yeah, but no, I mean the Correct. offense getting one run on four hits. You got to score more than one yeah. run. Yeah, I mean he get six innings uh, and, and two, you know, three runs, but two earned. Right, it's like that's a quality start, and that's the second one the Cubs have had all season. So you keep, you got what you needed. You know, Stroman gave you a chance to win, and the Cubs just they. The offense just wasn't there. And, you know, Max Fried's a good pitcher, and, and the Braves, you know, they're obviously – they just came off the World Series. They have good pitchers on their staff. But you can't – you're not going to win a game scoring one run on four hits no matter. I mean, Stroman, he, he throws a shutout, yeah, sure, you got a chance. But that six runs – or uh, six innings, three runs, two earned, like that's – that should put you in a position to at least have a chance, and the offense just wasn't there today. The results yeah. were good enough. Uh, they did hit him pretty hard, though. There were some moments where – they struck the ball pretty well off of him, and uh, it was progress. I'll say that. It was progress. It wasn't like he was out there, as you guys like to say, shoving. He wasn't shoving, right? Yeah. He, he did a nice – you would take that outing 
It wasn't a dominant outing by any stretch of the imagination, but it was better than what he has been. And maybe those, you know, he was doing some dry stuff, you said, in front of the mirror, and yeah. he's, he's going through the motions trying to figure out the, the leg lift, figure out what mechanic is just slightly off, and maybe he found something. Maybe that's, maybe that's the first step. So yeah, he, he did also progress. have that slider was working. It looked really good. Yeah. Um, you know, he only got two whiffs on it, but that's two, two whiffs on 10 swings, but he also added eight called strikes. Like it, it was looking good and he was, it looked like he was spotting it where he wanted to, I guess we'll, you know, we'll wait and see what, what he says, you know, post game, if that's, you know, that's what, it, what we, what we saw was reality. Um, but that slider looked to be working for him. Um, he got, you know, it was 84.6 average exit velocity on five balls in place. So it's not a huge sample size on that part, but it just looked, looked like it was working for him. Um, it's still, it was a quality star and he gave you a chance to win, but at the same time, I'm still, you know, there's concern that he, he's getting hit the average on 20, 21 balls in play against him, 93.3 average exit velocity. Like that's still, that's still a, a lot. That's still higher than he is normally right. has it and higher than you want, you know, want him to have it. So, cause that's um, what yeah. Will Collins is saying. Stroman pitches to contact yeah. though. Right. And we're saying yes, but. You don't want that contact to be blistering off yeah, the bat. Yeah, which is like, again, if, if you go back to just that, – that would be the highest by far of his career. Well, he's, he is right. He is a contact guy. Yeah, he's a contact guy. It's just, yeah, when when he's on, you get the contact he gets. Because you, you talk about it, and we talk about the high contact lineup or whatever, but contact is not always great. Like, you could talk about you want contact and putting the ball in place good, but the contact itself, contact itself is nev- not always that good. Um, but obviously the contact that's getting hit off him right now is, is higher than where he normally is. That average exit velocity is higher than where he's historically been. So maybe that's next. Is just maybe he's still figuring it out. And that, you know, you start maybe next time you start to see that hard hit, hard contact start to come down a little bit. Yeah. I honestly look back at the Hermosillo catch. If he doesn't catch that, that's probably a one out triple. And who knows if he even gets through the sixth inning or the fifth inning, I mean. Yeah. And so, hard contact for sure, not great. But also, it's all it's good to see the Cubs were line, aligned good defensively at the same time. Uh, for most of the game, honestly, there was no real bad defensive. Outside of Hermosillo's <laughs> error, you know, like the defense was pretty good tonight outside of that one moment. But There were a couple nice plays, actually, yeah. Yeah. outside of yeah, that. Yeah, because the Hermosillo one that you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and then right after Suzuki, that was Suzuki catching one at the wall. Right. And that we we mentioned it, but, like, in Pittsburgh he had one where he kind of, like, maybe he didn't run completely into the wall, but he kind of, like, hit the wall as he was, like, trying to grab a ball. And I don't know if maybe he just didn't know where the wall was or what, it, you know, what happened. That was when it was in Pittsburgh. But on this one he had – I don't even remember if he had to look back on it, but he had a clear, like, idea of where the wall was. And so when he jumped, like, he wasn't jumping into the wall or, like, trying to he wasn't he didn't let that affect him and I think that was that was the key to that play and making sure he got that catch was he knew where the wall was and knew he wasn't going to hit it before he caught that ball and so mm-hmm. that didn't affect him it didn't affect him catching that ball and that's I think that's what you really like to see too yeah what were our uh did we do the the bet for the one first inning scoreless because it was a scoreless first inning right yeah. we didn't go with that we d- tonight we did mm-hmm. we did not but if you took Max Freed under five and a half strikeouts like I did uh-huh. and how See? I s- always said a positive it. to the night, Cody. Yeah. There's always if a positive. If you take it, if you took it like I said in pregame, you're sitting here pissed off about the Cubs loss, but hey, you have more money. 
and I'm here to share all the time with you guys. So I did that bet on points bet, which is the best way to support CHGO is if you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you. Remember that points bet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature Live NBA same-game parlay for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Luke did it. I mention it every show, and Luke did it. And if Luke can do it, you all can do it as well. Well, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Is that, though, is that Rocky Four? If you can do it, we can do it, we can all do it. Oh, is that when after he beats Drago? Yeah. And he like, yeah. You could change, I could change. Yeah. Whatever you could it was. Change, like I can change. Yeah, yeah I know what you're If yeah. I can wow. do points That's bet, you can do Rocky. points bet. That is the best Rocky, I think. That's my favorite. I think that that one I is, but then the Rocky 3, Clubber Lane is very... Yeah, I like that one. And Rocky 1 and 2 are awesome, too. Rocky 5 is... But Rocky 4 just completely lower. I like the new Rocky, by the way. The Creed series. Oh, Creed would also be Jordan. The first one's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. You know, normally this time of night... I'd be, you know, a year ago, I'd just be falling asleep right now. I'd be, I, but now, taking that AG1, guys, I'm sitting here, look, I'm with the kids. I'm up with mm. the kids right now. I might not be up till 3 a.m., but, uh, you know, I, last night. I was thinking, I, I started taking the AG1 because I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy, and I wanted an optimized immune system. Been on it for over a month. Love it. Doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild, tropical. I actually look forward to it in the morning. I start each day with it. One scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging, all of those things. I get this noticeable boost of energy when I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Zing, off I go. It's a lifestyle-friendly thing, too, because it's keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, all of those. You're all good with AG1, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Think about that, 3 bucks a day. All that money that you can save, Cody can then put towards more Air Jordans. If you're mm-hmm. only spending 3 bucks a day on your health, that's a pretty good bargain. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for those summer vacations with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo cubs again 
athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, Cubs lose 3-1, to one, the first of three games against the Braves. They've lost uh, six of seven. Yeah. Six of, six, here's six someone, of their last here's seven. someone we yeah. haven't talked about. Ryan says in the comments, when do we start asking questions about Madrigal? Dude is cold as ice. Wish someone would tell him he doesn't have to make contact just because he can. I think I tweeted from the Cubs account tonight. After his first at bat, I think he was in the – uh, three for 22 slump. I think he went 0 for, for tonight, so it might be three for 25. He so was that, 0 for tonight, yep. Yeah. 0 for 3. But, but again, it's a developmental, exploratory season. you got to find out what you have. It's a small sample size. Yeah, I also think, and then like, like I mentioned. He's really right struggled now, since the he, Colorado season. Yeah, and I, I mentioned when we were talking about Strowman and, and you know, talking about pitching to contact, and I said not, you know, not all contact is good contact. Mm-hmm. Which brings true for Madrigal. A lot of the things, you know, he he is able to get to a lot of balls. Not all of them are good balls to hit. But also, think I don't I don't know if you. He's a, again. He's done this his whole career. He had in 2020, 2021, the highest uh, contact rate, and he was above 300. And he, that's just something he's done since he started playing baseball. So I don't think you see less than three weeks worth of results and say we need to just completely fix his approach, like change his approach at yeah. the plate. I don't know if it's, he's had success being a high contact hitter in the past. He's hit 300 at every level being a high contact hitter. I don't say, I don't think you look at what he's done when we're not, not even we're on game 17 and say, we need to change up how he approaches. Uh, if there's hitting. anything that I feel like is warranted, I guess. And this is coming from someone who, you know, I've, I've said we need to find out. I'm willing to wait, wait it out, see what he had, what kind of player he is, because I've been told many things that he might as well just be a washing machine in my uh, basement right now. But uh, which some- everybody wants the washing machine <laughs> on the second floor at this point. <laughs> but I, you know, there's there's many times I've it's it's oh almost become God. like in, a, a very consistent thing where he's just automatically putting himself in an O2 count like a lot and I don't know if that's because he's trying to you know get a hit on the first pitch or or what but it just seems like he's finding himself in O2 counts a lot he's not striking out Mm -hmm. but he's hitting a lot of ground balls either the third or the second base and again Small sample size, but that's a lot of what I'm right. seeing. Is He's been a very bad situational hitter. To start yeah. The year. Like, yeah. Hasn't understood when there's guys on first and third and you need a run. Take a little bit more in the account. Yeah. You know, take a few more pitches before you're swinging away. Right. Know? Also, yeah. like, when so do that's we. That's what when, Ryan's saying, though, right? Ryan's saying, when do we start asking questions? We're asking questions. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm, I'm just not asking the question, should we take him out? Yeah, should we take him out? Should we right. change how we. Yeah. Should we just fix, like, is there something that needs to be fixed or changed or whatever? I don't think that's the question. I also, my question is, when do we start, or when do we stop calling it a small sample size? Like, what, what have you, what do you guys like consider? Uh, like, when you hit this, this benchmark, okay, it's not a small Memorial sample Day? size. It's yeah, I would say through Memorial Day. Stage. It's a Memorial Day now. You've got a, a healthy trend. hundred at bats. Yeah, hundred yeah, at bats then, is good. Ha- half and, a season. Some people I would think, say. And then, I think that you might even push that a little even further. Maybe because to the beginning of, the of June because yeah. of the spring and the late start of the season. Personally, I think you could go to the All Star break before you start making any <laughs> real like judgments about guys 
That's fair because we've seen Half guys see, I mean, be really You've good. seen a lot of guys have. I've mm-hmm. seen Brian LaHare be an all-star. I've seen Fukudome be an all-star. I've <laughs> like, true. seen a lot of guys have great seasons in bat. Yeah. If you take half of what Ian Happ did last year and then the other half, it's two totally different players. So, right. true. so again, like I, that that's something I feel like maybe I don't want him to change who he is, right? But like that's something. If there's something that I that I'm noticing a lot of, it's he's just finding himself in the O2 counts a lot, and that means then he gets into protect mode, and you know that ends up him hitting a lot of ground balls to second or third base. So hope, hopefully he can find himself out of it. Uh, he has the talent. And, again, he hit really well in Colorado. I know everyone hits really well at Coors Field, but um, that's one of the reasons why the Cubs aren't really doing much right now is because he's not really doing much. And, um, you know, they, they for the sake of the future, we need to see better. Should we uh, should we revisit our power rankings from the pregame show in case people weren't available for that? You know, sure. kind of an odd this time. Is, this is from Luke and Cody. Yeah, Luke and Cody. Cody and I rankings. put together our Cubs power rankings. It's the second time we've done it this season. We adjust it. We do have to start to define exactly what the power rankings mean, whether it's best player now. But right now, we're just calling it power rankings. Yeah. Just a simple thing. And we got Saya number one, and then we put. Ian Happ, number two, and we saw him hit the home run in this game. So he's he's off to a good start. We've asked him to be a better, you know, hitter on the right side. He's doing that, seven on the right side. Uh, Contreras is still valuable, and, you know, maybe this wasn't uh, a game where you were picking him as your uh, who you got, but good enough. <laughs> uh, Nico Horner and then Keegan Thompson. And the argument we made in the pregame show was, should Keegan Thompson, Ryan was saying, why did you guys put Keegan Thompson at five? And I was just saying, well, I'm sort of factoring in history, major league experience, larger sample size stuff. But if you are talking about just this season and right now who's performing the best, then Keegan Thompson would be in your top two. I think so. I have definitely gave himself a case with that home run today for sure to be. I I think you look at it and if you have Thompson at two or three and have you know, just hap, vice versa for her hap either at two and Thompson at three or Thompson at two and hap at three. I think that's the correct top three in, in, in your guys' order. I think that's right. And our trending up was Hendricks because of his last outing. And our trending down was VR because of the defensive mistakes. Yeah, I think those were fair. And, you know, you this obviously gets adjusted. You know, maybe it's next week we look at it. Maybe it's the end of the week. But right now that's – I think that's fair. I don't think somebody else on the team has jumped out Ethan Roberts would be trending up after this game. I was going to say, if we were to switch someone out, I'd switch Hendricks out and put Ethan Roberts in. And Ethan Roberts ended up on Pitching Ninja tonight. He struck out the side in the one inning he had. It was, it was nasty stuff, filth, whatever you want to call it. He was good today. He had. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, you know, that slider he had. I, I, I didn't get the horizontal break on each slider he threw. But it was like 18, 19, 20 inches. Like, it was his his slider his slider moves man and we could see it just on tv it's like that thing moves and it, it moves a lot so i think if Ethan roberts can hone that and really control that and do that consistently that's a that's a big weapon for him but that's again just being consistent with that but then also letting that play with the rest of his of his pitches which if he was talking about that last time with the cutter and we were talking about when he faced the pirates gave up those doubles or whatever uh, when he was talking about the cutter and he was always talking about like i have to be you know more 
Um, I can't, I can't remember the word, but just more convicted in it, more convicted mm-hmm. in that cutter. Um, and, and if you can have that cutter on it, a fastball while also commanding that slider, like he can, like he's shown he can, that those are, that's a good weapon out of the bullpen for sure. Yeah. I, uh, you know, as optimistic as I am also realistic, you know, the starts from Robertson and Givens weren't well for the trade deadline for the Cubs and uh, in, 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 uh, in getting potential prospects, perhaps. So if they move them, that's going to give Ethan Roberts a shot to be either a closer or setup guy, you know, in the second half of the year if he continues to pitch like this. And, I, you know, that will give me something to be excited about if that is the route the Cubs go because – you know, are you giving up on the Cubs already? I'm not say, giving this, up on the Cubs. I'm just, somebody needs I'm to giving, the Cubby I am back giving into Cody's you veins a realistic <laughs> outlook. Everyone <laughs> wants to yell at me all the time for being bamboozled and like over optimistic. I'm giving you an realistic love outlook. Your positivity. Here. Maybe you'll give up on him after I tell you Rizzo just hit his third home run of the night. <laughs> oh, but you Rizzo know what? Rizzo hit three. Uh, hey, look, another one. Just look at look at. <laughs> He, they're all they're short gonna, ports, He's going to have man. a statue. They're going to put a statue next to Babe You know Luke. what the furthest one he hit was? 378. It was uh, 378 feet. The highest expected batting average on any of those three, 0.380. It was 0.180 was, his, was the expected batting average on his first home run. His third home run was okay. 0.010 expected batting average. Like that. That short porch. You can porch only play is, where you're playing, and you can only play who you're playing. That short yeah. porch is doing wonders. Yeah. I, again, so back to Ethan Roberts. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think he, he has a bright future. I tweeted the other – I think I tweeted last week. I was like, I cannot wait to see how good Ethan Roberts is by the end of the year. He actually ended up liking the tweet, which was a cool moment for me. Um, dude's got a bright future. So I am uh, – you want you want to talk about positives from this game? He looked great. And, 100% uh, he's a positive. And, and you'll love to see, again – Homegrown Cubs pitching. Like, he was also drafted by Theo <laughs> Epstein. People said he couldn't draft pitchers. So, take that, <laughs> as David Kaplan says. Uh, who was, was it Stroman <laughs> that got robbed by the call by the umpire? It was a strike that was not, definitely not a strike. That's when we started talking robot umps. Was it oh, Stroman? No, that was, that was Suzuki. Who oh, so struck, out. struck out. That's what In it was. In a big Suzuki. moment, he struck out big. Well, yeah, Dan- oh, Daniel, you brought it up. You brought it Daniel up. Daniel asks, Luke. I was going to say, because mm-hmm. Daniel asks, any issues with the strike zone tonight? How about that? So here is. I know is, uh, Cubs Twitter was upset about oh, the strike if you're not If you're not watching on YouTube and you're watching on Twitter, jump on over to YouTube because you'll be able to see the graphics there. Yeah, and if yeah. you're if you're if you're listening on the podcast, go back, go and, back watch, and watch yeah. YouTube. YouTube yeah. But you can see we got on the graphic. Um, you know, the balls and called strikes for the Cubs pitchers and then the balls and called strikes for uh, Atlanta pitchers today. Um, there's yeah, a few thoughts, there. Thoughts on, uh, on the Atlanta side? Yeah, there's a few there that are outside the square that are called strikes. One, and, two, you know, three, four, five, yeah. six. All I'm saying is. My readers on, but I see <laughs> six. Oh. On all four sides, too. Yeah, on all, all four sides. Yeah, that one, that one to VR, there was a high one that was a call. Oh, yeah, I, see that. I saw yeah. someone on Cubs Twitter was like, he just got like the bad call cycle or something like that. Yeah. Was, like just uh, hit it. You look at the Cubs side. It's like six and or seven. You look at the Cubs side, and I mean, there's a few Cubs there. Cubs have four or five, but also a couple balls that were called in the strike zone. I mean, right. But the Saya one was at a key point. Exactly. It's, you know, 
Ryan, you like yeah. it? You like the human part of the game, right? Well, I, I, I do enjoy the fact that we can still have human error in a game when, like, so many, like, NFL, you could challenge every freaking play and basketball yeah. reviews everything. It's like, there's no human error in it, and sure, like, it, it's nice that you get calls right. I don't know. I, I if it's Angel Hernandez behind the plate, it's a different story. <laughs> and you could see what Joe happened West, with Schwarber the other day. That that's a different story. CB Buckner. If it's a if it's a few missed calls in a game and, and people are blown, if it like I mean even maybe even tonight's a bad example too. But if there's a few missed calls in a game and people are blowing up about it, I look at it and I'm like, that's baseball. Like it's you had a couple, especially if they're borderline and don't go the way the way you know your your team wanted it or whatever. And people complain about it and, and blow up over it. And I'm just like, I, I enjoy the human element. But, again, that comes with the caveat of if it's very bad and very blatantly, just very blatantly bad, that's a different story to me. And that's where I kind of, like, fall in the middle of, like, I like the human error, but there's so a lot of times where human elements would help. Or tonight, would help. So what you're saying is tonight it's okay that Barrett was wrong because he was wrong for both sides. The few times that he was wrong, uh, he wasn't egregiously no, I wrong. Think, I don't think that's what I said at all. To to <laughs> one team, to one team, he wasn't egregiously unfair to one team. I, I think he was. He had missed calls on both sides. It looks like if you look at the, keep pull the graphic up again. Um, if you look at like just where the Cubs pitching was, um, and versus the Atlanta, I think Atlanta maybe got a, got more favorable calls overall. Um, but I think there was there was some missed calls that he had over on the Cubs side too, and and for both sides. I mean, but it's just, and I'm gonna get blown up for this too. But I it just when it comes to both ways, and and I, I would have to look back at especially the situations like that Suzuki called third strike was bad because that was like a play a time where the end it was a rally killer. They could have got some runs off it. Right, it was a curveball that never hit the zone that was called. So I would have to go back and look. Like, cause that, that tells a story of like what was happening, but also doesn't tell us like, was that in an at bat that didn't mean anything did, you know? So I would, I'd have to go back and look at that, but just again, in the fact that if, if that's egregiously bad and we can all agree on that or something, then, then robot arms make sense to me. But also like, I'm, and I'm torn between like, I like having umpires and having that human error side of baseball. You know what I don't want is what Daniel's talking about and that it was say, and that he, He's willing to stand there and not swing if he thinks it's out of the zone, and he got screwed by it on that play. I don't want, I don't want someone with say as discipline to now when he when he starts getting a couple of those calls, think that he has to start reaching outside of that zone. I don't want it to change his approach. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will, but that he's he's so unique and so. Uh, good at knowing what the zone is that I don't want an umpire making a bad call or two bad calls or a couple nights in a row getting ripped off and getting sent back with, you know, he left the bat on his shoulder. I want him to keep doing what he's doing the same way. And so in that way, a robot ump would be slightly better. The other thing is there was plenty of human error in this game without the umpires. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a ball going to the wall. There was base running. But I, I get what you're saying. It's it's yeah. First of all, it's a different sport. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I, 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 I'm torn on it. If, I'm just, if, ump, if, if robot umps make the game 15 minutes faster, I'm in on that. <laughs> sure. We're all in on that if it makes the game faster. I Listen, like, 
do I have to compare this to the shift? Like, if the umpires help the Cubs out, then I, I love the umpires. If they don't want, if they screw the Cubs like they did tonight in that particular moment, I hate the umpires. I don't know. Like, I just want them to get it right. Like, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, all, I'm all, like I said earlier, I told you guys when we were watching the game, but I'm all in on robot umpires if they put a physical robot. Behind the catcher, a droid like, like a R2 droid, D- yeah. Like if R two D twos at second oh. base and C three POs behind the plate. If they if they can get the licensing from Disney for that and have R two D two calling balls and strikes back there, I'm all for the robot. Yeah. Homes, Might as well yeah. put Chewbacca it's just over it. Frustrating, third. man. Like especially like it takes away a moment for a player like say like it's, it goes in the box score as a K. It shouldn't have been a K. Backwards K too. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the thing. How many players in the league deal with that every day? You know what I mean? That that's dollars and cents. At the end of the day, they're either gaining or losing. That, yeah. How and many, to me, that's just it's just annoying. If Robotums can go back and give Armando Galarraga a perfect game, I'll also be in on that because he deserves one because he, that umpire he, fucked him that yeah. day. How Jim many Joyce. how many games Joyce, do you yes. think Glad he are ruined by human umpires? Like in in general, I will say this: outside of Angel Hernandez and Country Joe West back in the day, CB Buckner too. CB Buckner too sometimes <laughs> they do get them right there are plays like at first base where I have no idea watching it live if the guy's safe or out and then yeah. I'll watch the replay on on slow-mo and still I'm not totally sure what it is and and then you see the super super slow-mo from another angle and somehow they got, they it, got right. it right I don't know how they do it yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I can do what they do. Oh, I know I can't. I, I couldn't think, do what Angel Hernandez does. Yeah, I also to be think honest, if, if with you, you just make examples out of every single time it happens, that's when that's a different story. If you can look at like a large again, we talk about sample sizes. You can look at a larger sample size of it and know it's like, hey, there's like there's something wrong. Like this keeps happening. That's another. That's a different story. But if you just when people are nitpicking every single missed call, missed ball, whatever, then I'm like. Let, yeah. Let's let let's let's let the game play out I, and really even, see and really see what how the zone looked the enti- through the entire game. Because if you're if you're calling if you're getting pissed about a called third strike that was outside of the zone in the first inning, mm-hmm. you're just not really giving it a chance. But if you go all nine and then it's different, then then you have a right. con- then you have an argument. What about what Little Yumper is suggesting on the Lil, chat? Lil Lil Yumper says Lil. Verlander had a good solution: allow the pitcher, catcher, and batter to have one challenge a game. If they lose the challenge, they have no more for the rest of the game. I'm okay with that as that as long as that is not a super long challenge. Like yeah. it, it should be it should take ten seconds to look at the box and be like, it's outside of the zone. It's in the zone. Right. Right? It shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't be some like long NFL review about yeah. something. It it should be that that simple. Whatever the computer shows you with that box, it's it a strike. Yeah, I mean you have the, the broadcast then like seconds later has the right. whole thing the showing for the flight path and where it go where it hit the yeah. split. It, uh, it should love, take no mean, less than 30 seconds to give you that. What's the maximum decision. amount of challenges you would give then? Because this other thing is like if you lose it, then you lose it. But you only get like what, three a game, two a game? He says here one he's saying, challenge He's game. saying one, and I'm saying I think they each one have one. Team, like each pitcher gets That's, one? I think he says allow the pitcher, catcher, and batter. To, no, that doesn't make any sense. I, I'm, I'm letting them have each team have one per game. Like you could go back and get that Suzuki one back, you would get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's definitely one. But then, And then that also plays into – because they have challenges. You, you're going to save it for later in the oh, game for gonna, key points, for sure. It's, that's, for sure. that's like, you really want to. Ones where you're walking a run or something. Yeah. I just want to, you know, emphasize that I'm not a, I'm not a guy who 
po- who tweets the the strike zone on the MLB at bat like um, gamecast or whatever every time you know a call doesn't go right. I just like to me the only reason that I'm really like in on robot robot umpires is that at the end of the day you just got to get the calls right. The NBA and the NFL have done their best to try and get that. And the MLB, you know, we've talked about how instant replay has its flaws, whether there's not enough evidence, this or that. And, you know, they finally are now making umpires tell us what what they are challenging or what they're looking at, which is a step in the right direction. But even instant replay still has some some flaws in it. I There's just so many – you just see so many flaws or errors made by the umpires – in the game today, in my opinion, that I think it's warranted. So uh, that's not to say that we should just completely remove the umpires. I remember when we were sitting on the couch, you guys were talking about, I think you and you, uh, Ryan and Kevin, were talking about uh, like the glasses or something like that. Yeah, Kevin mentioned that. Kevin yeah, mentioned Google the glasses. glasses, <laughs> where, it like glasses. Put, where it like gives them the strike zone, but like, you know, it still allows you to have the human element, but at least they puts like the strike zone there to help them. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's at least a step in the right direction. I, you know, it's going to be a while till they actually finally do it. If they actually decide to do it, but I don't know. They just got to do something like there's so many times where the umpire's decision or call affects a game more so than the players. If they got rid of it though, I would miss like, the different ways they call somebody out on a strikeout, you know, the the ball call, the strike call. Like, I like, I think, what was the, was it yeah, Naked Gun where where Frank Drebin had the, he would do the, if you guys haven't seen that, it's way too old, never mind. <laughs> You've never seen Naked Gun, have you? No, I have not. No, have. no, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a good baseball movie. I know, I know, I should have seen it, and I've definitely heard of the movie. I just it's have pretty never funny. Sat down and watched it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I don't think that's the biggest problem in baseball. I think they have other things to fix before oh, they need sure. to worry about the robot umpires. Now, it might be one of the easier things to fix. Angel Hernandez is an average ump. He's not that bad. Just makes. Egregious calls. What Jack, does that mean, Jack, Jack? making hot takes, he said. <laughs> he said. His hot takes. He's an average ump. He's not that bad. Just makes egregious calls. Okay, that's bad. That's egregious bad. Egregious calls is bad then. I think I mean, maybe he's trying to say that like overall he's not that bad, but then you. But when he they're always bad, has they're the, really the worst bad. call yeah, at bad. the end of the game yeah. like he did the other His day. His umpire scorecard last night on strikes or two nights ago was 76%, I believe, yeah, against the, that the Phillies. Phillies game. And yeah. it was Phillies and Brewers. It was both sides. Awful. Like It was... It wasn't very good. Yeah. And you could see that's why when Schwarber was like going off and he was like, he was like, it's this side, it's that side, like both sides. Like, like, he was fighting for both teams, <laughs> which right. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Points Bet, Ryan. Hello, hello. Is a wonderful sponsor of ours. Yeah. And we should mention them one more time tonight. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Points Bet, maybe, maybe they're happy that we didn't take the Nerfy today. Nerfy. Because that would that would have been money in, in your, your two pockets. I, I need to point out to you, Ryan, that. If you're watching, when I touch the brim of the cap and pull the earlobe twice, that's the points bet read. Oh, okay, I thought you were telling me to steal third. <laughs> that's exactly um, right. That's all right. But yeah, if you be en- confusing, <laughs> if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to de- download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. 
Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, hashtag dope merch. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. They're angry in there. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, see it show we have podcasts and post-game shows after every game. Uh, the brick walls are not thick enough right now for the Sox guys. It could be worse, They're, Cubs fans. You could be a Sox fan right now yeah. with all those expectations and eight straight losses and a pile of injuries. But we will see those White Sox next week. Coming up very, yeah, very yeah. soon. Rig- two, in, two at Wrigley Field next week. Uh, and we will have a Crosstown postgame show for that one. So that'll be fun to hang out with those guys and see how that goes. Uh, premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Ryan Stuff's there, Vinny Duber, if you're a White Sox fan or a Cubs White Sox fan. Uh, the dope merch is, is coming in. I've seen it everywhere. Cody's got oh, some yeah. dope merch on. I had He's one got on, the on yesterday. You had the dope merch yeah, on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a free shirt when you become a member. Please, when you go online and, and you know download the podcast, make sure you rate and review for us. Give us a couple, you know, five stars. Do it the Chicago way. Go back and do it multiple times if you can. Uh, the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Uh, all right, so we got another game coming up against the Braves. Cody, I would like to tell you, just wash this game out of your mind like it never happened. <laughs> I love how at the beginning of the show, I was like, I'm not mad, I'm not sad, <laughs> I'm just whatever. He's sad. And then I somehow like Got still mad. went off on a rant, so I mean... You buckle up, guys. We've got like 150 <laughs> more of these to do. Oh, uh, season's still young, my friend. Yeah. It's a small I, sample size. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, whatever, man. Like, we <laughs> – I, I just want to see – I got to see some growth, man. We got to see some improvement somewhere. Something to be excited about. Tonight with Stroman, Ethan Roberts, Ian Happ hitting from the right side. That was good stuff. Just with like, you know, every now and then it would just be nice to see all that with a win at the end of it. Well, you didn't get a lot of, you didn't get a lot of offense to support Stroman, even though he was good, not great in this game, or better and not great in this game. Now you get Mark Leiter Jr. again going against Charlie Morton, who actually Charlie Morton hasn't been that great so far this season. His ERA is 6-3-2. Leiter's over 11. Um, I, I don't know how many opportunities he'll get because guys are going to start coming back here soon, right? Mills is getting pretty close. Miley's working his way back a little bit. Do you, How many more outings would, would Leiter get? Oh, if you're man. guessing. Well, I'm, Even if he pitches well. Well, he's going to get this one tomorrow. And then with the off, I mean, honestly, with the, they have two off days next week. They have yeah. Monday and Thursday, and I'm trying to do – the quick like calculation of when he may they may just like that might be one of those times where they can skip that spot in the rotation his my point is his opportunities are shrinking and so each game becomes more and more important for him as he tries to prove you know we're talking about developmental seasons I think that show show me I think that we will get in another 
showing of Keegan Thompson tomorrow. Because that hasn't pitched since what? Uh, Friday? Did he pitch Friday? Keegan pitched Friday. Yeah. yeah. So that's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, this yeah. could be lighter. So Keegan I think Thompson. we'll get lighter yeah. for maybe through the first time through the order. And then maybe it's just, we'll see how the hard contact is that second time, maybe. But if lighter doesn't pitch well in those first couple innings, do you bring Keegan Thompson in and waste him in that point yeah, the way he's been pitching? Obviously, it really depends on yeah. like how the game is going, yeah. right? But I wouldn't want to see him come in if they were down 5 nothing. Right, right. But yeah. if he does get a lead and he gets through that first time through the order, which in his first two appearances, he's done very well the first time through the order. And his last start, he was okay the second time through. He gave up a few runs, but he was much better than he was in Colorado. So I am intrigued to see how they play. But if they can get a lead, then I think we see Keegan, Keegan Thompson tomorrow. From like the sometime either third or fourth inning. Which again, power rankings, he, you know, if you were talking about who's been the best this season, he'd be in your top two. And so that gives you a little optimism and something to look forward to watching in, in the game tomorrow. And then you, you hope they get some runs. You know, the offense shows up with more than four hits yeah. against Charlie Morton. Maybe keep his struggles continue because the Braves haven't won a series yet. This, that, that's stunning. The world champs haven't won a series yet oh, this yeah. season. World Series hangover. Oh, by the way, I was like, I'm like trying to do the math in my head still because I'm very curious. Oh yeah, Mark Leiter, they may not have to if he like does get another like if this isn't his last one and they go to him again, that may not come till like next Sunday because like they would they would go through the rotation through this Sunday and they get that Monday off day and instead of like pushing Leiter back to Tuesday, they could just have it. Who would it be? Smiley go yeah. that Tuesday, which would be his like fifth day, five days of rest. So that may not come again until, like, the next Sunday, just as far as ladder. So I was like, that whole time, I was like, by then, trying, yeah, to, I mean, do, by trying then, to do the rotation Alec in Mills my head. should be back by then. Yeah, Jared was there on Saturday, I think, when Alec Mills showed up. I don't – I think he may have, like, a, a rehab assignment coming, yeah. which would make sense. And then Miley, I want to say – I think Jared might have tweeted that he had, like, a 50-pitch bullpen. Um, so maybe he's getting close. Uh, I know he, he hasn't been down in Arizona at all. I know he – Ross said last week that he – Gonna need to face hitters, and I, there might be a, a minor league rehab assignment in there too. They should do a couple minor league rehab yeah. assignments for him. So there's gonna be th- those two. I mean, give it give it a couple weeks, or and they're probably back. Starts. Give it a couple weeks, and they're probably back. Um, mm. Mills and Miley, and then you kind of figure out the rotation bet- between those two. I think. Yeah. Little Yumper wants to know if there's an update on Alzali. Anything? Any, any update on him? Mm, no, nothing that we've heard. You know, just. Again, sixty day IL. He's got. He's gonna have over a month still till he can even play. I, I know. I did go back. We talked about him like a, a week or so ago, maybe last week. Mm-hmm. And I did go back and listen. And he said that it was. Oh crap! I listened to it. It was four weeks from when we talked to him. That was like mid March, till he can start doing baseball activities again. And so that would have been like in the last like week and a half or so that he probably could have started that. And then so from there is when he starts. So he's probably still ramping up right now and just getting trying to get back in baseball shape. So if that timeline stayed the course, that's probably what he's doing right now. Um, I just – you're going to have a good month, a month and a half from now that till you'll see him. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, so that that's another reason. You know, Lighter's getting these opportunities. Maybe he normally wouldn't even be getting these chances. I, I feel for some of these guys because there's a ton of pressure. Like, they're – their baseball careers are on the line, and we're kind of watching it. And 
you know, we're hoping that they do well. And when they don't, maybe sometimes fans get angry. But, man, there's a lot of pressure on somebody when he's looking at that going, well, I've been okay. I've been inconsistent. I got one more shot. I mean, that's that's like handing the ball to a guy that, hey, man, go ahead and pitch in the World Series. For him, that's tomorrow is his World Series. You know, he's he's got to go out there and put his baseball career on the line. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not the end of it, but he doesn't know if it's the end of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about it, I think, after the se- after the second star. I was like, maybe he's more of a bullpen, two-inning type guy. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, that guy is just trying to have a career in baseball after being out out of it or out of the majors for a few years. Yeah. I mean, he, he I think I think deep down he knows he probably isn't part of that rotation, but he's definitely still pitching to try and be on the roster and not bit send back to Iowa or somebody's roster. Yeah, or somebody's. You know, yeah. that's that's just that's just a fact. You know, you guys get released and and then they hope somebody picks him up and it's not over. It's maybe mm-hmm. it's not easy, not an easy life, that's for sure. No. Yeah, for sure. But no, I mean, and then lighter, like you mentioned, he could be you know a couple any multi inning guy, two, three. He has had some success the first time through the order. Those first two outings now with the Cubs that didn't translate, obviously, the second time through the order. So maybe he is a guy that could go out and get you an, an inning and a third. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Spies. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, the Cubs need more of those. They can't use Keegan Thompson every time, yeah. right? They're, they're trying no. to do that with Rucker. Yeah. Um. You know. And then Mills, if he's not in the rotation, he is that guy yeah. as well. Rucker was good tonight. Yeah, yeah. got the one, the one inning, clean, like yeah. nothing. I was looking um, at his numbers on Fangraphs. Like he's only pitched like six innings now total. Yeah, you were you were so low on him too. I was season. very low on him, uh, but <laughs> small sample size. Small sample size. Uh, yeah. I you know every outing that he has outside mm-hmm. of tonight, he is they the Cubs have had him pitch two innings. So yeah. Um, yeah, you, the, with the way that baseball is trending now where the starters aren't going into the seventh inning, you need more of them. So, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, you know, the people like Luke don't like that, but, you know, we're young, <laughs> we'll get over <laughs> yeah. it. We're well, trying to, we're well, trying, the Cubs are trying to be with today's age, you know, so. Let's check out our, uh, who you got before we go real quick. Uh, I don't know that we have a, a real winner in this, you know, I, some of the guys on the chat, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think Jack might've had Schwindel. Hap would have been the guy to have tonight. Probably. Some, yeah. yeah. Hap or Stroman. And I don't think any of us took Hap. Did a Horner no. not have a, we're getting three uh, thumbs down. So thumbs nobody down. win. What? We're getting a no win. Contreras had a double. Warner had, had, double. Warner had a single side. and took no one to the warning track. Even if we're not giving me the win, Contreras should have been like the side, side thumb. <laughs> me too. Like Horner had a hit and took one to the warning track. Yeah, and he reached second on a wild pitch. Yeah, so he, and he advanced, right? He advanced <laughs> to second <laughs> good, base. Good eye on the <laughs> I said that, the should, baseball. that should count uh, as an eighth of a point. It was good um, base running. No, Contreras is, I mean, but I'm saying it was, like, it was not only a double, it was a hustle double. And like it has to count for something. Um, no, it's, I mean, no, no, big, no, no big winner in this one. I don't think so. Yeah, you could have been thumped sideways. I'll give you that. Yeah, you know, if, if anything, you get a moral victory. Uh, I got, I got on wait, base wait, wait, wait. Twice. Horner doesn't get that? Yeah, but not. <laughs> no, he had a double. What did Horner do? Didn't Horner, Horner had a list? single, Okay. and he drove one to the warning track that was caught on a nice play. You, and you, and then he advanced on a fly out? after the after the um <laughs> was the base running error. Half, he after half yeah, space running error. He then advanced to second base on a wild which at pitch, first we thought which was a put them in the sa- which put them in the same situation they were before. Which at first we thought was Had a stolen base, and then we 
and then we discovers a wild pitch. And Hermosillo just had like a roller coaster of a game of a who you got. Like yeah. it was two hit by pitches. Jack had uh, Jack had an ego too. Had two hit by pitches, an error in center field, a really good play in center field, and then a base running mistake. Like it's just up and down for Hermosillo today. So you definitely yeah. wash that one. Yeah. So do we pick for game two? We don't have a pregame show for game two of this series. We'll have a postgame show. But should we pick our who you got so we can review that tomorrow? The problem is we don't have the lineup lineup yet. (laughs) So we could just wait until tomorrow afternoon and then on the honor system text each other who's our who you got. I like that. Or we could have uh, we tweet it out from the CSGO Cubs account. We'll tweet tweet it it out. out. Maybe we can put a social graphic up or something. I don't know. Let's do that. Yeah, or tweet at us, you know. Feel free to tweet at us who you think we should be taking because I could, I could use a little help. <laughs> I've only got one win so far. <laughs> we really only have declared one win. It hasn't been I, I, very good. I've only picked one time. So this is, this is the second time I picked, and I definitely came close to winning. Even though I won't, I won't I take the – I came close to winning. I, I won't take yeah, the so point. So did the Cubs, 3-1. to one. <laughs> They came close uh, to winning. They came close to winning. Um, All right, Luke. That, that's a wrap, huh? <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Thanks for dropping by to check out the CHGO Cubs postgame show. Cubs lose 3-1. to one. Mark Leiter Jr. on the mound for game two of the series. We'll have a postgame show for you. And uh, make sure you join us then. We'll have the chat. We'll have all that stuff going on. Once you're done watching that Bulls playoff game, come talk to us. And, and see uh, where I live. See where Cody lives. And where I guess where you guys live. Cool brick sure. walls. He's going to show you his brick wall at his house. Yeah. And it looks like I'm in my kitchen, but it's mainly my living room, but my kitchen's right by my living room. That's all we got. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow.